You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, did you turn it on? Yeah. Trauma 2. It's the afternoon here on 3RRR FM as I do a very, very poor attempt at drumming. <laughs> Stick with the food, I think. Yeah. Um, Maddie Stedman. Cameron Smith. Gosh, it's good to see you. Good afternoon to you. Great to be here on the uh, on the trip here mm. in beautiful downtown East Brunswick on a day which I say to you is autumn-like. It is, although a little windy out there, oh. I reckon. Okay. Autumn's normally known for its stillness in Melbourne, but today it's a little blowy. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'll go with that. Yeah. And June, the, 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 great, uh, the month of great stillness, which... Uh, <laughs> And where winter is still a novelty. Yeah, you go, oh, this is <laughs> nice. Well. I don't mind putting a coat I'm gonna, on. I'm going to get a bottle of Shiraz. <laughs> uh, and it's all good. Uh, we thank the scientists. We thank all of the people that broadcast to you. Yes. From this august institution this morning. The scientists are leaving the building as we speak. They're trooping out. There they go. Look at this. Yes. As they march past. I wonder if they'll wave to us. They packed away the test tubes. Yes, they did. They waved. Waved. Oh, two waves. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Good on you. Minds of steel. Yes. Uh, we have stomachs of steel. Uh, sometimes we do. And um, and maybe some mindful eruditions of food mm. and drink today. And we've got both things covered today, which is uh, kind of fun. It's going to be good today. Secret pasta business. How do you match the pasta noodle to the thing that you're cooking? Who knows about these secrets? Mm. Italians do. Yes. Will they divulge these things? Reluctantly, perhaps. Mm-hmm. We uh, have in the green room at the moment Alberto Fava, and uh, here's a man who knows about cooking pasta. He is the chef at Tipo Double O. Yes, one of my favourite little places there on... That's Little Burke, isn't it? It is, yes. Uh, is it Little Burke? Yeah. Yes, it is, uh, but across um, on, the, uh, on the western side of uh, Elizabeth Street. If you haven't been there... Um, we'd advise you to. Uh, it was Restaurant of the Year a couple of years ago. My top tip is to make a reservation. Don't be an idiot like I occasionally am and just sort of roll up. you got room for two? Oh, no. Well, it's nice to have faith. I did. That's true. Oh, really? I got it on Friday. I got, uh, I got it. Anyway, we, but I digress on our own. It's worth the effort. Uh, it, to is, it is worth the effort. Also, um, we have um, the man who I said has been promoted to... Roman centurion, and uh, I refer to the great wine writer, who now with the Australian Financial Review. Right, and Gourmet Traveller too. AFR, if we get our TLAs in line. And I speak of Max Allen, also known as Max Allen, Mm -hmm. um, who is going to be putting on the ultimate food and wine sensory quiz for food and wine with Richard Cornish. Richard couldn't make it, unfortunately. He's doing something, I don't know, washing his hair or... (laughs) Snipping through his beard or what, what remains of his hair Yes, that's right And hello, Corndog, if you're listening And hello there And um, and quite topical too, it yes. shall be Because we need to, to mention him um, But uh, we are going to put him on the spot mm. um, We've got a I've got a weird-ass one Yes And we're going to see if, you know How good are you, eh? You, you say you're pretty good you got a good palate And this is what... Um, uh, the thing for Food and Wine Festival is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Master Quiz mm-hmm. with the Hungry Gentleman, which is going to be happening on the 19th of March. I'm going to be there too as the MC guy. Right. Name that sausage. I'm practicing that. Well, how do you think? Is that good? <laughs> That's great. Okay, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we uh, we are going to put Max on the spot because Some- he's going to be putting everybody else on the spot because mm. it's all about palate. It's not about being able to Google stuff with no. this quiz. It's about seeing what's in front of you and naming what it is. Some say, Some say. that is very, very different, especially if you blindfold someone. And if you serve different wines at the same temperature, it's often quite difficult even to pick whether it's red or white. Okay, is it a Chardonnay? Or is it a... A Pinot. A Merlot. A Merlot. Who knows? Who knows? Um, So anyway, we're going to be uh, talking about that. But it is topical that we... Stop tapping your pen. Sorry, I will stop doing that, Matt. (laughs) Um, That's probably annoying people out there. My apologies for that. Radio School 101. Yes. 
back of the class for you, Mr. Smith. Um, but uh, we were speaking of Richard Cornish in the context of Barbecue Day because Richard Cornish wrote some rather controversial things, not by what he wrote, but mm. what he omitted. He raised the ire of John von Goes last week at Barbecue Day. Wasn't that Day great? Because he just effectively, in, in the little uh, uh, the <clears throat> teaser for the event that yes. was in... Um, in uh, the five reasons to visit East Brunswick, which, sorry, which was in yes. the... Barbecue Day was there, which was great. Yes. But wasn't, what wasn't mentioned on the Barbecue Day blurb was anything to do with, say, John Von Goh's... Barbecue parody songs. Or the Barbecue Orchestra itself. The MBO. Yes. Who were just fantastic. We stayed for the whole thing. What was your highlight? Um, the Mini Ribbiton uh, cover, because the girl... I've, oh, yes. I'm, and I'm so sorry, the young woman who yes. sang it had such a beautiful, pure voice. Um, first line was, Barbecue... It's greasy and it's beautiful. That was great. Like, yeah, no worries. But you know when there's that moment where this song, if yeah. you haven't heard it, has this ultra, ultra, ultra high falsetto. Yeah. Um, and she nailed it three times. And every time she nailed it, everybody was looking around going, she nailed it. She got it. Wow. <laughs> and, and there'd be like this ripple of applause for, yeah. for, for that. My personal favourite, I, th- I went the other end of the spectrum. The uh, Doctor Pump. No, I was thinking more the Led Zeppelin cover, "Braised and Infused." Oh, that was insane! Which turned into a performance, performance art piece with mustard and barbecue, barbecue sauce, going sauce everywhere. being sprayed uh, on said singer. Just, mm. it, it was great. If you haven't heard it, you can get it on radio on demand. Yes. You need to uh, do that now. So one, we're talking about Corndog and the fact that he didn't mention... Oh, we didn't finish that off. No. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Yes. But apparently, so so you got in touch with Richard during the week. Oh, yeah. So and, I'll, I'll go back even. I'll push the rewind back sure. button even more. So John Von Goes is on stage with mm. us and I'm reading this thing. Mm. And um, he's displeased. Yes. Would be the nicest way without having to go into the swear jar. Yes. Uh, he was displeased. Um, he said, do you know this Cornish? <laughs> And I went, yeah, 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 corn dog, he's a great man. What's his number? Um, <laughs> because, yeah, he completely forgot. But I had a chat to um, corn dog, a.k.a. Richard Cornish, and he said, I got subbed. It was the sub-editors. Admin that, error. Admin, yeah, that he'd written it. So um, <laughs> no blame or attribution of blame can go to corn dog, but whoever that sub first of all it's kind of um interesting that they still have sub editors oh bitchy oh, <laughs> um but yes that was the uh, the thing we, we he meant to put it in there but he didn't so but anyway congratulations mbo congratulations triple r and they'll be back later this year probably it's the first again first um i wonder sunday of could this be a summer it was better wasn't it it was better on the last sunday of summer the weather was more predictable yeah, I don't know, going into the future, yeah. saying that about February. Yeah. But anyway, 12.09, we should probably get a move on. One thing we don't do often mm. here is do restaurant reviews. We don't really set ourselves up as being oh, the arbiters of taste mm. and the snow peas I had on my plate were were soggy. Were and undercooked ah, and undersalted. And I can't believe I went to Vue de Monde and the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what these, you know, you know how they get. It's, yeah. like that, it's like that bad news travels fast, but... Mm. Both of us are in ingredients um, about this place. We just wanted to very mm. quickly mention um, Chin Chin yes. in the city. Um, incredible Pan-Asian food, probably yes. with an emphasis on Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. Ben Cooper being the chef. Foods of enormous power mm. and and flavor. Mm. Um, has a sister restaurant that has uh, come in. That's been around for a little while now. Yeah, about 18 months, I think. Gosh. Um, yeah, it's down there in Flinders Lane, opposite sort of Supernormal, just down the road from the Adelphi New York-style apartment hotel. Yep, with their swimming pool on top. And the rooms with really shitty views. <laughs> really, you know. But anyway, um, Kizume, or... or as Kizume. Yeah. However you say it. It's a Japanese restaurant. Um, I went in there this week mm. and had four plates of what I can only describe as transcendental food. Mm. Food that just takes you somewhere else. Yes. That makes the world around you recede away um, because you are just so in the moment of 
having such extraordinary food. And uh, I remember, so four plates. First plate, kingfish with truffle and spring onions on top and amazing soy sauce. Kingfish of the most amazing texture. Mm. It just blew my mind. Sardines next with a smoked eggplant underneath, a complete Mm. contrast to that, smoky and a little bit oily. Mm. Amazing. Uh, then uh, a dumpling of crab with a quail's egg. No, quail's yolk on the top and a little bit of dashi. Actually, it was more um, uh, the uh, the stock of the, the tuna, bonito mm. stock. Mm. And then to finish off, I just went a little bit crazy, and it really <laughs> did It hurt me in the end <laughs> because it's, this is not a cheap place. No. Um, but the toro, which... Um, one of my favorite things in the world, and it would be part of my um, last meal. Your last meal. Yeah, yeah death row it's meal. It's a toro fatty tuna. No, it wouldn't be the to- No, it would just be a, a really oh, lovely the, piece the of, ch- of tuna. But mm. anyway, the, the toro is the fatty belly part. Mm. And I just, I've never tasted anything that just melts in the mouth like this did. It was really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> How much? You have, fess up. How much was it for, for four little plates? Four little plates and a little flask of sake was about one hundred and sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. But um, something happened with that food. Something really weird and spooky happened that it it kind of sent me somewhere else. And yeah. I haven't experienced that for a while. We were talking last time that happened was when I had a meal cooked at Raymond Capaldi. Yes, down at Here and Grace. Yes. Um, anyway, save your shekels. Um, and take Matt's advice maybe and, and book, but this was just sitting at the sushi bar and you see people, extraordinary artists, mm. art and science and all these things meeting Isn't together. Isn't that a great little spot to sit at the sushi bar and watch them all work? It's just, yeah, I agree. And it's, as it's you said so well, it's um, easier to get into the Minamishima, which yes. um, is probably maybe even transcends that a little oh, bit. Well, I would say it does. Of yes. course it does. A little right. bit, a little bit. Anyway, we don't normally do this, but um, and your experience very quickly. What did you, what did you have? Um, I've been there twice, and first time we just went straight with the sushi, which I think was nine little nigiri yes. that they sort of give you over a half-hour period. Um, just amazing. Yeah. Well, it's just great to know that there's something like that in this town, and if you can get the wherewithal together. Yes. You Do yourself a favour, as yeah, Molly would have said. Thank you. 12.14 here on 3 Triple RFM. Secret pasta business. Mm. What's the difference between linguine and fettuccine? When do we do ragazzi? No, actually, we talked to John a little bit about that at Market Report. But we're going to uh, talk to a man who knows about pasta because he is Italiano from the Emilia-Romagna area. Alberto Fava. After this on 3 Triple R, you are listening to Eat It with Cam and Matt. Mm. It's got a nice feel to it, hasn't it? Yep. It's got a snapping my fingers. 1216 here on Eat It on 3 Triple R FM. And it is my absolute delight um, for to inv- well, to just thank our guest for coming in because it was at very, very short notice. I think I rang you on Friday to say, actually, I think you bought, who Luco rang? Luke, Luke. Yeah. yeah. And said, guess what? You're going on the radio. Yeah. Was that sort of it? <laughs> yeah, he was. Okay. That was uh, asking me. Alberto Fava from uh, Tipo Double O. And um, we thought we'd have a chat to you about, or just talking about how to decipher the rules of pasta. There is no really a, a precise rule. Oh, come like, on. What are you talking about? <laughs> An Italian going, oh, you can do exactly what you want. No, 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 no. exactly. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, no, no. My fingers not. come up to you. I've gone on with you already. <laughs> no, this this general, uh, I think, is kind of right. This is the general uh, rule yes. that um, if you got these uh, strong shapes, um, like like thick pasta is strong, like, like a rigatoni or a penne or a, bic- a bucatino, it's generally speaking goes with with um, a meat sauce or, 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 or rich sauces. They they so the shape of pasta it can hold uh, really well the sauce mm-hmm. and and and, um, and it make the dish very good. When you have something uh, thinner like like a farfalle or a fusilli, um, it goes really well normally with um, 
Uh, with vegetables. Yes. Well, some, some zucchini, light olive oil, very summery. And can I stop just there? First sure. of all, maybe um, just to help people get their heads around this, there's flat pasta, which you cut into noodles, and then we have extruded pasta, which is pushed through True. into a shape. That's probably the, the first thing to say, the difference between the, the, pasta. Yeah, exactly. And then if we go, another thing we talk about, dried pasta... And fresh pasta. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Um, so norm- normally the extrude pasta is, is, um, is no egg pasta. It's just made with, um, with the durum semolina normally oh. and water only. There is no, no eggs. No, uvo. The, no, no, the extruded pasta. That's why it's dry. Yes. And it, that was the, the start of it. It was for the poor. No eggs. Yes. And then when the eggs and a bit of money it was in, in the country, they started to add the eggs, and that's where the, the fresh pasta arrived. Yeah, I suppose, because those eggs don't grow on trees, do they? <laughs> no, sorry, that's no. a bad joke. Um, yeah, so, but, so, il, uh, the, il, il, il pasta de povero, the, the, the poor man's pasta is the one without the eggs, as you say, that's... Yeah, without the eggs, or even, or even before, like, no, the dry, so the difference between the, the dry pasta that you buy at the supermarket, that's the extruded pasta. Mm. And then you can make fresh pasta. But you can make fresh pasta with or without eggs. Mm. Uh, there is some shape, like the orecchiette. From Puglia, that's, now, that's only. Now, what, now we have to. What is uh, the shape of the orecchiette? The shape is, is like look at like, like little ear. Little ears. It's like a little thing with a little indentation yeah, exactly to take right. in the, the food. Sauce, yeah, yeah. It'll be. Or maybe peas and or maybe. A well, the classic. That, that, that's a classic. There is some shape of pasta in Italy that they 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 go with each other with the sauce and you can't not change those. Like in Puglia, you have the orecchiette with the cime di rapa. Mm-hmm. In 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 Genova, what's Cime di Rapa? Cime di Rapa is this. It is like they call it here like broccoli ripe, yes. something like that. Yeah, it's like like yeah. this green vegetable. Yeah, and uh, it's very st- tasty. A little bit bitter. It goes very well with anchovy. Normally they do with anchovy and Cime di Rapa. It's a very the classical. Mm-hmm. Or you have the the Bucatini alla Matriciana when you go down to Lazio region. Yes. You got the trophie pesto uh, in Genova up north. So there is. Ten pasta in Italy that you cannot really change the shape. You or, or like where I come from, we, we have the tagliatelle bolognese. Where are you ragu. from? From uh, Ferrara. It's very close to Bologna. So you're from? Uh, you say Ferrari? Ferrara. Oh, no, Ferrara. Ferrari. I didn't think you came from Modena. Um, so, so what's the area called? Fer- Ferrara is the city. Oh, okay. And, uh, city. Did you say it was e- Emilia Romagna? In Emilia Romagna. And what dishes? Uh, whereabouts is that? First of all, in relation to the is is north say, south? Uh, is uh, north of Bologna, in between between Venice and Florence. Ah. Okay. Good, good area. Yeah, very good area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what's and so what's what's the no, dish no, that's famous in, for that? In, in Bo- no, I'm even in Bologna because I'm a half Bolognese. My father is from Bologna. Mm. Is there is the the classic is the tagliatelle ragù with the Bolognese. So you don't go there and ask a spark ball. <laughs> they, will, they will shoot you in the yeah, knees. Yeah, my, my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You're gonna look pretty funny trying to so, hit that yeah. with no no teeth. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of <laughs> So no, that was my point was that in Italy there is this this um, very marked, yeah, yes. like you can't joke around with those dishes from those regions. Don't mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Don't mess. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to wear an orthopedic shirt. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, um, first, uh, just to um, to bring it back, Matt, you had a question about supermarkets and pasta. Well, I guess I was trying to get at, is there any validity in the pasta you can find from a supermarket? Or do you have to go to a deli to get something that is worthy of your plate? I think you have to go to a deli. I think... Uh, Why? Yeah, because the quality of the, the actual pasta, of the quality of the of the semolina, of the, the durum wheat semolina that you buy, it, it makes the difference, like the thickness, like... Uh, the very commercial one normally they they if you touch them they're very smooth they 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 don't hold the sauce they're a little bit yellow let's w- let's work on that a bit mm. because that is very impress uh, Im- important because you see the the pasta and the first thing you see when you notice and you can run your finger over the pasta and that will tell you something exactly that is not being through a, a a bronze extruder for example yes w- when when the pasta comes through a bronze extruder it gets the 
that that the feel it's that like is, these little hooks yeah exactly and these little hooks are the things that the source can stick onto yeah yeah and that's very very important and also nowadays that we we consume a lot of pasta a lot of everything food in general mm. it's good to know if it's a good grain you know kind of where it came from and 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 it's it's been you know it's like not being mass produced Yep, in in a way. So I always say I always go to the deli five to buy my pasta at home, and mm-hmm. it's probably double, if not triple, the price than than pasta you find in supermarket. But it's worth the 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 price, and I think you don't have to eat kilos and kilos a day. You can have a little bit less, but very good quality. But very good quality. How far should you cook dried pasta? And normally they tell you on the packer nowadays, and yeah. it depends on your taste as well. Because some people that they, they they prefer a little bit more al dente, some people a little bit more cook. Always, obviously, not not overcook. But if you stick on what they says on the packet, mm. is 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 pretty good. <coughs> al dente pasta, they say, um, is better for your digestion. It digests better than if you cook it longer is that true yeah i don't know okay um uh, i'll just I'll, i'll put something else to bed um the fact i don't think any of you out there triple r listeners would do this but maybe there's a few that still do should you put olive oil or oil into the water as you cook it no no the, the water needs to be like plentiful mm. and uh, boiling uh, rapidly just before you put it in and uh, a little bit of salt but not too much salt not too much no definitely not too much oh, you can okay. taste your water you put a little bit of salt in and you taste is it's kind of to taste like 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 seawater maybe a little bit less even you know what i mean mm-hmm. just just to give not the blendness so the pasta doesn't get washed in there and uh, and you just drop your pasta in there, full full fire, full and boil. then when when it comes oh, to the boil oh, again, you just maybe turn it down a little bit, and it just simmer gently without going too crazy. No, not too crazy. No, not too okay. crazy. There we go. Learn something. Matt's going. Hmm. Yeah, because okay. the pasta is dry. You want to um, release. I, no, no, but no. More than release, you want to hydrate the pasta. Yes, it's been dry for so oh. long. So you want to you want to put the water back into it and make slowly, it gently, slowly, kind of not, gently, not too forceful. But it still need to boil, though. No, 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 like still, still not boiling water. Yes, like you want it, you want it boiling. Yes, okay. Now, in in regard to um, flat noodles, okay. We so we got okay. So we got linguini, skinny, yeah. fettuccini, a bit bigger. And then papadelle, probably yeah. double the size of that. Yeah, true. Now, these three things are pretty much the same. They're a flat noodle, but they're yeah, just but they're different the in size. Sorry, that because the papadelle and the fettuccine they normally made with eggs. Ah, and the linguine no is 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 a dry pasta. Is an extruded pasta. It's yes. like a spaghetti. So spaghetti linguine on the same leg. Mm. Fettuccine Papardelle in this different league and they together. So yes. two different leagues. Yes. So normally for seafood, you know, spaghetti, linguine is very good with seafood, with vongole, with clams. Because of their small shape, they release a little bit extra mm. starch and it makes and it helps when you, when, so normally with, with this long pasta, you, you take it of the water just just a little bit more al dente and you and you finish to cook in the pan with your seafood and it makes the creaminess it gives it's like yes. doing the al olio where you put in the pasta water which emulsifies exactly, so you yeah. make it like a little emulsification exactly, exactly that's why because it's so long and thin and it's got more more uh, surface yes. so it releases more 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 starch more starch going in there so is there a way to say what the Sort of just an easy rule for what goes with what. You said that the <laughs> I, I said at the start that my, my rule, if if you someone wants to kind of put set a rule, say the thicker, stronger shape of pasta, they normally go with a heavier ragu like a carbonara. Um, um, Penne, it goes with a nice lamb ragu, rigatoni with with bolognese, like something heavy. If you want something uh, seafood, is you know spaghetti. Keep it a little bit finer. Keep it a little bit fine, a little bit more fragile pasta yeah. with with light sauce. You know you can mm. 
is um, it's like angel hair with a, crab angel. meat, for instance. The very exactly, very fine exactly. and beautiful. Exactly. So you, you that's the general rule, you know. Okay. Well, that's a start. Well, maybe we we might have to get you back, and we might uh, take a, another stage. I think if someone on this time of the year um, on a Sunday afternoon, if you wanted a a plate of pasta. And you think you can just have a plate of pasta? Boom! There we go. Served to you. I'll get you a little glass of vino too. What would you have? Have you got a favourite? Uh, I really like the, with clams. I was saying before, like vongole. with vongole, yes. So a little, vongole. little bit of tomato. Uh, no, no. Even white. I, I like oh, it. Why? Why? Garlic, chili, fresh parsley, really good quality olive oil. Mm. Don't be shy. No. Al dente. Yeah. Beautiful, fresh vongole. Mm. Toss it through. Bit of white wine. A little bit of bread on the side. Yeah. Just keep it going. Okay. Well, we might have to leave it there. Alberto, thank you for uh, just coming in and it was um, a pleasure. Uh, filling us in on those rules. Thank good you. To, thank good, you for good to meet me. you and congratulations on, uh, on Tipo still doing amazing food. Is there another place opening up soon? Yeah, no, we we just opened next next door. It's okay. called Osteria Ilaria. Yeah, it's been it's been open for for a few months now. Mm. Yeah, it's going very well. Very happy with it as well. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's smiling there, and you yeah. see it when they come in, huh? <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Yes, I'm hungry now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it is twelve twenty nine here on three triple M. Triple M. <laughs> what did I do? Then? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know where those M's came from. Treaty, Triple R, of course. We've got some Jimmy Barnes up for you next. Yes, Jimmy Barnes is a uh, double rock shot. <laughs> no, we've got Sly and the Family Stone just rocking it down. Enjoy this. Thanks, Alberto. Thank you. See you, man. Thanks. 12.33 here on Triple R. Mm. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know what happened then. Yeah. Let's move uh, on. We can. Moving forward relentlessly, um, we look at something we did beforehand, if yes. that's possible. Uh, we spoke to John at the Queen Victoria Market, and uh, I think I started the interview by saying this. Thank you, man. John, a very, very good morning to you. Why do you walk away from me when I start speaking? Sorry, a very, very good morning you, to you. You bolted. It was uh, like... Well, I thought there was someone calling me, you know. Yeah. You know, cool. we're, we're just starting to um, become vibrant here in the market. There's a bit of a buzz. Maybe you can hear it. I'm not quite sure. I think everybody can hear it because uh, we sort of feel the ambience. Beautiful autumn day. Oh, this is a gorgeous Melbourne morning. It's not hot. It's not cold. There's no breeze at the moment. Mm. Um they reckon only, what, 19 or something or 21? I was half asleep when the weather was on last night. And there was a, a sunset day. last night that looked like an autumn sunset. It was... It's a nice time of year. I love this time of year. Um, before we get on to what we've got in front of us, I wanted you to tell me what are you looking forward to with the, the cooling down of the, uh, of the climate? You know what I'm really looking forward to? Pasta fajola, pasta ah. and beans. We, we, we've had a, a couple of lots of bolotti beans in the last couple of weeks, but I was selling them $12. They were yeah. costing me a lot of money. What, is, what does pasta fagiolo look like for those that have never had it? All right. If you make a really traditional, uh, homey peasant pasta fagiolo, they make the pasta by hand. Yep. They make um, about two to three mil, maybe three mil thick, the... Um, what do you call when you spread the dough out? In Italian, there's a special name. They call it a lagna. Oh, they, yeah. they spread the... Um, the pasta the, dough. The pasta dough out. Yes. And then they cut strips like shoe ribbons. My shoe aunt, ribbons? Yeah, my aunt makes them about a metre long. My mum only about 300 centimetres long. I can tell who's made the pasta, even if I'm not there. So it's not ragazzi, because ragazzi is like rags. Yes. And then there's one that's called mal... Uh, mal Malatagliata. Yeah, which yeah. is malformed, which yeah, is Yeah, that's messy. a pen um, But these, uh, they make the strips, and uh, they cook the beans in the red sauce, It's um, and we put the pasta and beans together. Uh, I like it very soupy, so we put more sauce and more water. My cousin likes it dry, so we're all different. Now, if you can't make your pasta, you buy the little tubes, they call them ditalini, which means a little finger. 
they just slip over your little finger. Yes. And if you buy the bigger ones, the bean will sit inside the pasta bean, uh, pasta sometimes, or if you buy the smaller ones, you don't have that problem. But it doesn't really matter. Um, now, it's a really hearty, warming dish. If you come home dead tired and you really want something, you know, even if you've got it in the fridge, you warm it up and you feel invigorated again, it's good for you because there's the beans. The beans have got vitamins, minerals, fibre, fibre, yeah. fibre, yeah. and all beans are good for you, especially these ones. It, um, it sounds a little bit like a tiramisu. Yeah. A pick-me-up. Pick yeah. yeah. Now, if if the beans give you a little bit of wind, which it does to a lot of people, right. apparently you put a bay leaf in the sauce... Or when you're cooking the beans. Really? Yeah. Is that not, that's not like a wives thing, is it? Or not, a, no, no, no. You, it's real. That's grandma's recipes, mate. You don't knock grandma because you know gr- no. they are never wrong. No, they're never wrong. So, and yeah. if they're wrong, go to the first thing. Yeah, but we know. Even I, I say to the guys that are making pickles or the girls that are making pickles with grandma's recipe, you change a recipe, it ain't gonna taste the same. Yeah, don't mess. But they've been doing it for years and years. So, yeah, yeah that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. I'm looking forward to them coming down in price, not just for me but for the customers as well because the customers, you buy a kilo, you shell them, you open them up, you put them in a freezer raw, and when you're ready to cook them, you throw them in a pot with celery, carrot, onion, tomato, and stew them up slowly. Bay leaf. Bay leaf, don't forget don't the forget bay leaf. Bay leaf. <laughs> um, you can cover the beans oh, with water. Oh, and what about salt? You don't put yeah, salt? Yeah, you put salt. You do put salt? Of course. Okay. Normally some I beans forget. you don't put salt no, no, in. No, 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 you put salt in. Okay. Um, okay. And if you don't want to cook the pasta, you put the beans and the water in a plate and you drizzle good virgin olive oil and you get some beautiful crusty bread. That's a meal in itself. Mm. All right. Sorry, I'm sounding like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this is oh, whoopsie. Uh, you uh, had to see that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I myself just in time. Um, but that, that sounds great. And for some reason, I was thinking, you can get a little bit... Have you ever had basil oil? You know, you make a beautiful... Yes, I have. Basil One of my customers made some and brought it to me. That's really nice. That would have been nice that is, too. It is, it um, is. All right, I'm looking forward to uh, quinces. I'm looking forward to chestnuts. I saw quinces the other day. Really? Yeah. They'll be a bit green, so they'll be good for the... Um, yeah, very high in pectin. Very, very high in pectin and easier to make the um, jelly. Because later on, if you use it when they're really, really ripe, your uh, jelly doesn't set as well. It's not as tasty. It's not as tart. Yep. Uh, I've still got jelly um, from last year someone gave to me. And um, when, when my daughter and uh, her mother were looking at it, they thought it was honey. That's how clear and beautiful Whoa, it is. I have that on my crackers with cheese. And nothing goes better with the the, the dolce gorgonzola with. Oh, definitely. The, that'd be good. Yes. All right. So anyway, we're we're, we're sort of looking ahead and dreamily uh, into autumn, but uh, uh, at five minutes into the market report, let's look about what we have in front of us here. So right. we've got the. This is the end of the abundance, isn't it? Really, this is, this sort of personifies it. We've got things. From nightshade, so we've got tomatoes, capsicums, and a bullhorn uh, capsicum. You want to show us? Yes, definitely. But don't forget, this is a lucky country. But we're talking yeah, at the moment yeah, yeah. about Victorian produce. So yes, yes, we are getting towards the end of the Victorian produce, and that you can see in this um, beautiful long bullhorn. Now, what it is, it, it looks like a bullhorn. It's long, it's red, it's thin, it's firm, it's pointy. Very high in sugar. This one's got a bruise on it, tragic, but it, it'll mm. live. We'll take it home and eat yeah, it. Take it home. Um, so these... a little bit, little bit thinner of the flesh than a, than a capsicum, like a red bell capsicum. Yes, and it depends on the season. In the middle of summer, they can be very, very thick. Yes. And what a lot of them have been doing is taking them home, cutting them half, drying them, and then putting them in a jars in olive oil. Oh, now, okay. I've seen it, but I've never tasted it, so someone's promised me some. Yes. So that's the beauty of my job as well. Yes. So the local ones are finishing, but then we'll get them out of Queensland. Um, my dad's second cousin up in Bundaberg grow them as well. Yes. Uh, and they send trailer loads down every day. God and bless And a them. lot of others as well. Yep. And this capsicum, a normal red capsicum, a little bit oranger because not quite ripe. This came out of Mildura, a beautiful capsicum as well. Don't forget they're very, very high in vitamin C. Absolutely. Um, More than an orange. Yes. Now, I take the wrinkly ones home because when you gorilla them, they don't burn. If you, if you grill a greener red capsicum, 
it will burn yes. and it'll be higher in acid yes. and not as sweet as you like. So you take the older ones. Doesn't matter if they're really, really limp. They cook up a treat. That's like getting back to what you were saying about the eggplant. A little bit of squishiness. Yeah. Is, uh, is a good thing. Don't go for the perfect, perfect one because they might be full of seeds. That's right. Et and, and that's another one we're getting probably towards the end of the mm. Mildura season. So, uh, what about this tomato you've got in front now, of Now, this um, came out of Macedon, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, two ex-chefs from Kofia uh, went into their own restaurant and then they moved on from that and they're up in Macedon growing tomatoes. This is one of about 80 varieties. This looks like an Adelaide tomato. It does, um, it, it, to, to give the, some people an idea. It's the wrinkled sort of skin. Um, um, it's got a little bit of green still, maybe a little bit green shoulder. Yeah. It just hasn't quite ripened up That's right. completely. Very attractive looking thing. Very attractive, very fleshy, very sweet. Mm. I gave it to one of my customers yesterday. She turned up her nose. No acid. We're all different, thank God for that. I would rather eat the sweet tomato. This is the one that you say to me... Um, would be great on a piece of really, really lovely fresh white bread with butter to make the tomatoes. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, because yes. I know you. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes we deviate, we put a nice pickle beside it as well. Pick of the market. Pick of the market. We've got some beautiful beans. Again, they're a little bit dear at $12, but get a few. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of machine picked around the market. You've got to cook them the same day you buy them. Uh, we had a lovely coleslaw out of... Um, a savoy cabbage and red cabbage last night beside our sausages that um, Michael the Butcher brought around for me, handmade them himself. Mm. Uh, people have been getting into the parsnips and there's not very many around, but we're lucky. We've still got them at five a kilo. My mum told me she saw them at 15 in the supermarket, which we don't normally look at. Yeah, good on you guys. <laughs> they just, they've got their shockers. And um, their cauliflowers, even though it's a summer crop, they're beautiful and white. I've got some big ones there, 450. You can buy smaller ones. Uh, Again, we copped them. uh, They were um, done in batter and fried. Not good for the cholesterol, but, geez, they tasted beautiful. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And don't forget our beautiful grapes. I've got the old varieties. I've got beautiful black muscatels. Yes, they have a seed. Concentrate on the flavour. You won't notice the seeds there. Swallow the seed. The seed's got an oil that's anti-cancerous. Yep. And we've got the really, really baby sultanas. A lot of people have been complaining they're too small. How can that be? They are sugar balls. Yeah, you just got to work out how to get them. And as I said, it only took me about eight years to work out that if you squeeze them near the base and do a little... Tw- they come off so cleanly. Yeah. Do you remember how I've been telling you how to make a quick jam out of them? I, I was rearranging the displays and I filled up a bag with all the sheds, the ones that fall off, and I gave them to a lady that's got a seven or eight-year-old girl. I said, go home and make the jam. And she said, it came up. It's so nice. They're having it on their toast. So it's amazing what you can do with the grapes. Think about, think about the box. grapes jam either, do they? Well, no, it's a very old Australian-English thing. Yeah. So it's not new. And I still love the idea, if you're roasting a chicken... Chuck some grapes in the chicken, maybe in half an hour to go. Oh, it really God. does it for you, doesn't it? Yeah, it really, yeah. really does. And, and when it does, it's it's amazing. You like to stick to it. Absolutely. I'm going right. to stick on out of here. John, thank you. As good usual, you. it's a pleasure. It's good to see you. Might see you next week. We'll see what happens. Have a lovely day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, look up my glass over there. Yes, sir, Jimmy. Drink, man. What sort of drink you want? What sort of drink you want? Make it a double. Yeah. Alright, somebody let's take Somebody I think for the first time this year, would it not be, I think so. Yes, thinking, drinking, and what an auspicious guest we have today as he looks behind him to say, what, is there somebody else who's coming on? (laughs) No, the great centurion, wine centurion, Maxillon, according to Siri. Uh, But in real life, uh, contributor to the Australian Financial Review and, as you said, Matt? The gourmet traveller. Gourmet traveller, Max. Alan Esquire, 
in the house. It, it has to be the most laboured joke in the history of food and wine, doesn't <laughs> which, it? Which one? But I want to know why you've got Maxillon in your contacts list on your phone when you're asking Siri, you know, to, to phone Maxillon. No, actually, I said phone Max Alan, Alan, and then and it, she, and that's how it replied to me. Said, yeah, Would sure, like Maxillon. Uh, it's just <laughs> the, the way. It's like um, Duncan Buchanan is another wine correspondent here, and we'll probably um, uh, seek his information Maybe. on vintage, and it's uh, Duncan Butchanan. <laughs> you know, it's just, it just murder the language. Duncan uh, Bundanoon. Yeah, whatever. But, um, Max, it's uh, an absolute delight to see you. Thank you for coming in. It's always great to come into Triple R. Lovely. Well, we've established these things. <laughs> so we've, we, we have these things done. Um, and uh, I'm just softening you up for my curly questions, Cam. Mm, okay, I'm getting the watch off and just getting <laughs> getting ready. Uh, what brings you to this uh, this fair establishment well, of free speech on this Sunday? I think you nailed it at the beginning of the show, at the top of the show, when you said that we had this uh, Richard Cornish, food writer extraordinaire, <laughs> yes. author of the uh, the double entendre section of the Epicure every week, <laughs> yes. which is called Brain Food, um, yes. and and other uh, other. Uh, outlets ac- across the, the the Fairfax Empire, yes, um, and author of of course of my year without my year brain without food. Me. So a very yes. very popular and well known foodie around town. He and I are putting together the ultimate food and wine sensory quiz. Bum, 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 bum. Yes. At the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival in two weeks' time, so March the nineteenth, fortnight on Monday. And and the, the the clue is in the name as to what you you can expect. It's it's at the beautiful beachside encore uh, event space in St Kilda. You know the St Kilda Sea Baths down there. Oh, is that where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt and I were trying yeah, to work it out. Figure it out. Now we know where it is. We're there, thinking, oh, it's the West Beach thing. I went, no, there's, that's there's the a restaurant Republica. There's a yes. bar upstairs, Captain Baxter, and just next door, there's a, a wonderful venue space called Encore. Nice so, work. So we'll be uh, we've timed it. Yes. <laughs> uh, com- this is no coincidence. With moon phases. That when people arrive at 7 p.m. on March the 19th, the sun will be setting into the sea. Off, you know that beautiful oh, view of St Kilda. It's iconic, and when you think about it, it's one of the few places in Eastern Australia where you can watch the sunset over water. Correct. Yeah, man. That's right. Which is, um, is kind of a we're almost, almost 25 years to the day I married my lovely wife, Sophie, uh, at the old Stoke House, watching really? the sun go down. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Well, we didn't get married there. We had, Anyway, that's all beside the oh, point. Anyway. What the point so, is uh, so revisiting, revisiting this space at sunset, yes. um, they'll okay. be handed a glass of, of fizz. They'll be shown to their table. They'll be, they'll be arriving hopefully in teams. Ah. Uh. Because it's a little bit like a pub trivia quiz. Yes. Right? You want to get your team together, come up with some silly name, and everybody's competing for the inaugural, the most prestigious foodie prize in the world, the Golden Tongue. The award. Golden <laughs> Tongue. Is the that co- going to be like a bronze statue? It, it, no, it's like a golden... Funnily enough, it's a Golden Tongue. Oh. I know. I saw a picture the other day. So oh, we, my we God. actually have a trophy called the Golden Tongue. Oh, my so God. So we're encouraging people to come up. Um, it's not going to be easy, right? I don't actually, well, this with is you open. Two, I wouldn't expect no, it to this be. is this is open to people who actually really do think they know a bit about food and wine, mm. not just general knowledge, although that will be part of it, mm. but also a palate to match. Absolutely, we're looking for people who really think that they can taste and drink and sniff things and mm. tell us what they are purely through the powers of their olfactory senses. It's it's the triumvirate when you think about it. It's the power of the olfactory, the power of taste, but then also the power of the neurons at the top that links hopefully all that stuff together exactly. that you can elucidate. Exactly. This. So, so uh, as I say, the clues in the name, Master Quiz. Imagine a very popular television cooking competition show. Uh, such as, oh, what I am don't I thinking? Yeah, and, Master... And, and maybe, maybe a very popular SBS music quiz oh. where people actually have to, you know, perform and, and, and bring their experience. Is Nankers going to be there? Master quiz. No, but you're like... Oh, I'm coming. That's you're, right. <laughs> you're the MC. You're like our very own Brian Nankervis. Yes, what I'm going to go and gang him. Name that sausage. That's right. Yeah, that's so right. You, I, think, I think the listener's getting a good idea. Yeah. Now, what I've done is I've, I've brought you a couple of things in to give you an idea of the Uh-oh. kind of questions. Can Matt be in part of this too? Absolutely. Good. This is not... Roped you in too, buddy. Sure. This is, this is a post Google quiz, okay? Post Google. As in these As in questions, irrelevant. you can't just go onto your smartphone no. and look for the answer, no. right? You can't phone a friend. You've no. actually <laughs> got to rely on your... So I have a little... Uh, what do we call this? A little. It's a little snappy open uh, airtight container. Airtight quite container. small. It would hold about with, 30 mil if we were doing this in... With a spice mix in it. Now, this is wonderful radio, ladies and gentlemen. Cam is, is, is holding the... Uh, I know what that is. The con- oh, I know, oh, really? you see? Bold. Oh, yeah, very bold. Too bold, I'd say. Yeah, possibly. There are 
Oh, and Matt's Matt's sniffing. He's he's a bit. Mm. He's less confident. Yeah. It's sweeter than I expected. Uh, what so, do you mean, um, what do you mean it's sweeter? It's, than you? What were you expecting? It's something not that sweet. <laughs> so uh, it, it's sort of a brown powdery sort of thing. There's it's not a much brown in it. powdery. Sort of um, I would say this would be. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, the oh, question okay. is, Stop it. and this is where you're going to rely on your team. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm the going question for is, it. there are three spices in this spice blend. Yes. What are they? Okay, I'm going to do any. I was going to start with maybe a cumin. Cumin, okay. Cardamom. No. Cloves. And and this is where you've also got, yes, cloves, bang. Yes, you have cloves. You've got got one out of three. Okay. (laughs) And the point of of this quiz is, right, every question, there will be a certain amount of points that you can win as your team. Another one start with C. one point. Maybe, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> and then <laughs> See, you've turned him on now. He won't be stopped yeah. then, until he finds the answer. Then, you, oh, but I think he's going to get me back in a minute. Then you've got, then yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. two other options in there. Now I'll tell you what they are: it's nutmeg and cinnamon. Oh, actually, starting with C, cinnamon. But it sounds like yeah, a that's what S. I said. Cinnamon, yeah, cinnamon. yeah, yeah. yeah but it sounds like a. You know. I'm thinking that's like a spacula mix. Spacula. Yeah, I'm as in the uh, it's a, a Dutch Dutch biscuit um, oh, that, yes, that uses that spacula. That's what I love about this, right? Every, every you give a, a, an unknown brown powder to somebody, and <laughs> as you do. <laughs> I happened to be in the pub just the other day. There might be little, there might <laughs> yes. be little deal bags of they white powder as well. Might, yeah. yeah, okay. Anyway, go on. Uh, and and the first thing that you do at, when you're when you're assessing the world around you through associations is you, you smell it, and the the aromas go into your brain. They they get locked onto memories, and yes. then you're suddenly taken back to your <laughs> time growing. <laughs> up in Holland. In Holland, uh, with the finger in the dike, going, can I just have one more biscuit, please? (laughs) I'm actually thinking I tried to get you to both go, mmm, hot cross bun. No. Oh, okay, I did a bad job then. But on the night, we'll be getting professional chefs to do this, uh, to put together these spice mixes for it. But you see, that's the point of the game, right? Mm. Another one, I'll give you another option, is um, we'll be playing clips from famous films awesome. and asking people to tell us what famous drink or what drink is famously associated wow. is associated with that film. So, again, great question for radio. But let, let's Theater say I'm, the mind, describing, let's I'm describing two men standing in a cellar door in the Napa Valley in California and oh, one yes. of them picks up the spit bucket and drains it down. Yes. Do you remember that film? Yes. Right, the film is? Sideways. It's brilliant, one point. Thank you. And what's the wine that's famously associated with Sideways? It starts Sideways? with M. It starts with M. And, and I don't want any more of that. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Well, one point. So, uh, what is it, Matt? Do you want to finish that off? I don't know. I'm not familiar with the film. You asked me a film question. It was never going to work for me, no, it was <laughs> it was about um, uh, uh, hands over children's ears. Thank you. Just keep them there for a little bit. I don't want to drink any more fucking Merlot. That's was right. the, the, the was the line, and and it had a huge impact on on sales of, of Merlot. Merlot. <laughs> It was also a film that was actually a kind of love letter to the Pinot Noir grape. So, you know, it certainly so was. So if, if you fancy yourself as a bit of a wine buff and a bit of a film buff, you've got lots of potential points there, giving me all that information. You see where I'm going with this? I sure do. And you know what? It's time to turn the tables with uh, oh. with a few minutes. Oh, did you want to what do, do you something else? No, no, no. You can turn the tables. Well, like. I, I did. You will see that Matt Stedman now has... iPod. The the portable cone of silence. Portable cone of silence. So we're going to put you in the cone of silence whilst we tell the rest of Melbourne what you're about to drink. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yes. So what's going to happen is at 12.55, Matt is about to apply the uh, rather uptown. These are really quite nice (laughs) headphones. They're an American brand that uh, has noise cancelling features about them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is actually, this is a real life demonstration of what will happen during the master quiz. This is a real life. So without the noise cancelling headphones. Without the noise, with the expensive noise cancelling headphones. We'll be giving people... That is unbelievable. Yeah, Ready? that works. Ready? I cannot hear a thing. Set, go. So, ladies and gentlemen, now, uh, this is great. Um, uh, Max Allen is listening to Heard It Through the Grapevine by Marvin Gaye. The Marvin Gaye Gay classic. And he's I quite have, enjoying it, too, by the looks. He is. He's getting into it. I have a little bit of an oddity that comes from Chateau to Bilk. It's right. Marsan. Yes. Uh, Marsan is... Uh, these vines are from 1927. Now, the tricky thing for Max... <laughs> is the fact that um, this is actually a cane-cut marsan. So it, what it does is it concentrates, uh, well, the sugars. So it's yeah. a bit of a sticky without botrytis. So let's, uh, you can take them off now, Max. Yes. 
Mo- remove those. <laughs> there we go. That worked pretty well. So I'm now everyone else this. knows what I'm you're about to drink. Which, they do. You so can listen to the rest of that song later. Great. All right, Max. So here is the glass that is in front of you. Excellent. So Matt? this, as I say, this is exactly what's going to be happening. Mm. So you're going to give a wine out and go. What do you reckon? Absolutely. Is and it people, a- people will have no clue whatsoever. Soever. What the wine is, and they'll have to just use their palates. Their, so wait till you try experience. this Yugoslavian wine. No, 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 I didn't say they didn't want to give away anything. No, no. Okay, is... so I have no idea what this is. I've just got to go through the same process that yep. people who come to Master Quiz on March mm. the nineteenth are going to go through. And you have the roughly first thing three minutes. To I do know it. the yes. first thing that wine people uh, do is they look at the color, and the color's telling me a lot about this wine. It's a lovely kind of almost buttercup yellow. It is a beautiful right? yellow. So isn't it, it makes me think that wine is either going to be uh, very uh, a little bit more full body. It's going to yes. have a lot of flavour, or yes. it's going to be maybe it's been in the bottle for a while. So oh, yes, so age. It could have a bit of age, age too. Another There's wonderful thing for radio is, is, <laughs> is the old factory sniffing. Let's do it all together. Mm. Mm. What do you think, man? You, you, you sipping along too? I've had a little sip. It's not what I expected. I'll leave it at that. Now it's sweeter than I expected. Mm. Mm. One of the things you cannot obviously pick up from from looking at the wine, unless it's really sweet and it's got that kind of viscosity on, on yep. the inside of the glass. Is how sweet it's going to be. It's way sweeter than I thought it was going to be. It I is, isn't it? Going, I don't know, because I thought you were going to give me mm-hmm. to smell. It smells a little bit like a semion. Okay, so it's got that one kind of, of semion. great one of loves, Max. Yes. Yes. It's got a bit of toasty flavour. It's got a bit of lemony, kind of waxy aromas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm thinking, well, if it's a semion, it's going to be nice and dry. You put it in the mouth and actually whack. There's this lovely richness of great. I'm kind of obfuscating, aren't I? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not telling you anything. I think he's <laughs> grasping at straws. No, but you know, if this was a real life situation at Master Quiz, then mm. if I wrote those things down, I might actually give you points just just for the reason. Just for that? Just okay, see what I mean. so that's all right. Okay, so if, if I so maybe you, shared a little personal uh, story about ev- my... <laughs> evidence of a brain. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we we points, applaud that. Always. Points Max is always good with smart people. Mm. It's really quite sweet. It's actually probably a little bit too sweet. Mm-hmm. I think it's... um. But there's a little bit of dryness at the end. And there's no... Okay, all right, okay I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say this is a Marsan uh, that has been air-dried for a while before being fermented. Right, stunned silence. That is very close. No, really? it's not just very close. Oh, Max Allen, congratulations. And you can hear the, the tinfoil. <laughs> Here's the tinfoil as we reveal to you, Max, so. in this 500ml bottle, uh, as, I, as we're running out of time to reveal it. because <laughs> I coming I, up I, very well. There we go. Now we go. Chateau to Bilk, Marsan. 2012 Marsan Cane Cut. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the Golden Tongue. Jesus, that's great. Um, Well done. uh, You have just vindicated yourself as uh, (laughs) a wine brain of... 2018. Congratulations, mate. Thanks very much. Happens all the time, of course. Yeah, it is. Wow, I had to um, What would you have this with? Just in the cheese. little bit? Blue cheese. Blue cheese, Those yeah. Those beautiful, uh, cut, air-dried grape wines with blue um, cheese, figs. Shadows of Blue, Miller Blue, Gorgonzola. Do you know what we've been doing? Getting lovely ripe figs, heaps on the right <gasps> at the moment, stuffing them with blue cheese, Gorgonzola, wrapping them in prosciutto, baking them. Boom. With that would be amazing. Boom. Not... Mm. Oh, that sounds great. So, again, just the details. How do the, how do we book? How do we get in there? Melbournefoodwine.com.au. Uh, go to Master Quiz. Uh, $78 per person, for which you get heaps of things to taste and eat and drink. But there'll also be a bar selling beautiful drinks on the night. And the Golden Tongue The Golden award. Tongue Award Who's could be yours. Who's going to win the Golden Tongue? Uh, we've got six seconds. Who's on next? Anna's coming up next with Sunday Lunch, uh, focusing on gender equality in the lead-up to International Women's Day. So, Alex Andrews from Get Hairy February. And Caroline Lambert from the International Women's Development Agency up next on Triple R. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Max Allen. Uh, it looks like a great thing. Congratulations. You did it. No, you did. I know. That's a bloody <laughs> I'm, amazing. I'm actually quite And you can't steal those headphones. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.